Welcome to In Layman's Terms, a podcast dedicated to discipleship and putting scripture to use in our daily lives. I'm your host, Todd Seifert. I'm the Communications Director for the Great Plains Conference of the United Methodist Church, comprised of approximately 1,000 churches in Kansas and Nebraska. As the title of this podcast suggests, I'm not ordained clergy, so what I share comes to you in layman's terms. I have more than 20 years of experience teaching the Bible to everyone from teens to 90-somethings, and I'm excited to share what Scripture has to say to us in today's society, and I love to tell stories of how people live their faith. Some episodes focus on a person or church doing great things to serve as the hands and feet of Christ. Some episodes include interviews with experts who can help us along our faith journey. And other episodes include some short reflections on Scripture. Thank you for joining me. During this 2021 Advent season, we're exploring the concept of redemption and how Jesus provides that for us by coming to earth as a baby, a baby whose birth we are preparing to celebrate. Last week, we talked about how Jesus' arrival gives us hope for that redemption. And today, we look at the second theme of Advent, peace. exploring all of these important concepts by diving into the book and subsequent movies of A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. This 1843 book is one of my all-time favorite stories and it just so happens to be a story set at Christmas time. The primary character of course is Ebenezer Scrooge and he is a miserable miser of a man. He has no surviving friends. He has but one nephew to call his family. He's not even happy when he's alone with his money. How sad is that? As we learned in our last episode, Ebenezer is visited by the ghost of his longtime business partner, Jacob Marley. (laughs) Jacob's been dead for seven years at this point. But Jacob comes with some hope. He comes to redeem Ebenezer. And Jacob warns his old friend Ebenezer that he too will be doomed to walk the earth toting a long, heavy chain if he doesn't change his ways. Each link on that chain was made when they failed to help someone or when they took advantage of someone's situation. When they weren't kind, when they weren't nice, when they didn't show love to other people. In short, Jacob offers Ebenezer hope of redemption from his greed just as Jesus offers us hope of redemption from our sins. Now, Jacob has done so by inviting three spirits to visit his old pal Ebenezer Scrooge. And the first of those supernatural beings is the ghost of Christmas past. When the ghost appears, Ebenezer asks if it's the ghost of Christmas's long past. But the ghost answers bluntly, no, your past. Ebenezer is going to get a peek into his past, and that made me think about what are some of our favorite Christmas memories. In fact, I asked the congregation that I serve in North Lawrence, Kansas, to share their favorite Christmas memories. And my guess is the answers that they shared with me are going to match up pretty well with a lot of your answers as well. 
The first I want to share is nativities. And that's particularly important for my church. You see, we host the Festival of Nativities on Saturdays and Sundays in December. We have more than 400 sets from around the world. Six of seven continents are represented, to be exact. I'll put the dates and the times in the show notes. If you live in the area, that corridor between Kansas City and Topeka, with Lawrence right there in the middle, well, I certainly would invite you to visit us and see these for yourself. Another favorite memory was the candlelight services that so many of the churches and people just enjoy every year on Christmas Eve. Yet another was singing Christmas carols. Several people in my congregation said they enjoyed the tremendous production of Handel's Messiah. A few folks mentioned Advent wreaths. Lots of people shared their love for Christmas cookies. And of course, the top answer was most often spending time with family. I know for me, growing up in Leavenworth, Kansas, a kid of the 1970s and 80s, my favorite tradition was Christmas Eve. We'd go to church as a family. I don't really recall the time, but I'm pretty sure it was pretty early in the day, like 5 or 6 p.m., because afterwards we would have the family all gather at our house after church. We lived with my grandmother, and after dinner we would get to open presents. Santa would come overnight with a few more gifts, but we got to open whatever was under the tree that night. And that excitement provided some of my favorite gifts and some of my, eh, we'll just say bigger Christmas disappointments. Now, we didn't have a lot growing up. Uh, don't get me wrong, we didn't miss meals or anything. We didn't go without clothes to wear. We just didn't have the latest fashions, and we didn't get a lot of toys and things outside of our birthdays and Christmas, at least outside of Hot Wheels cars and baseball cards. To this day, I still love those two things, and I still have a collection of both, I have to admit. I remember one Christmas Eve, I was super excited to unwrap a really large present under the tree with my name on it. When I unwrapped it, it was the Millennium Falcon. A great big Star Wars ship. It had guns that rotated around. It had lights that lit up. It had landing gear. You could fly the, fly the plane with the two guys in the cockpit. It was a great, great time. It was the perfect gift. It was a big deal. Another perfect gift. One time I unwrapped Squad 51 from the 1970s TV show Emergency. That's again the perfect gift. I could be Johnny and Roy racing to some spectacular rescue or to fight some blazing fire. Then there were those years when some of those biggest boxes under the tree, well, let's just say you didn't get excited about those when you were a little kid. One example was the year I was captivated by a huge box under the tree. I was in first or second grade, so I was only like six or seven years old. I remember tearing through the paper wondering if it was another Star Wars toy or maybe the Starship Enterprise from Star Trek. Instead, well, it was a winter coat. Now that's certainly a practical gift, and it's one I'm sure I needed. But to my young boy's mind, that was a pretty imperfect gift. Or at least I thought at the time. But I've got to tell you, the biggest disappointment from a gift under the tree came when I was a little older. 
And I could understand different types of gifts and why you receive a coat, those kinds of things. Socks. I was actually kind of appreciative of those things by that age. But this time there was a really tall, slender box under the tree. I just could not figure out what it was. But as it got closer and closer to Christmas Eve to open that present, I remember getting kind of excited about it to see what was in there. When I opened the present, my mom and dad and I all, I think, had the same expression of puzzlement. You see, it turned out that that imperfect gift, well, it didn't fit at all for a boy my age. It was a nutcracker soldier, a real head-scratcher, that last one. Then, of course, there were some blue Christmas years when our family had some health issues. My dad was in an accident involving his foot after a late December snowstorm one year, and well, overnight, from Christmas Eve to Christmas Day, his wound became infected, and it landed him in the hospital on Christmas Day. And then, just last year, very much as an adult, uh, my mom passed away on December 19th. Yeah, those were somewhat blue Christmases. And blue Christmas, that's a real thing. Mistakes or losses around the holidays when we all think we should be jubilant, well, they can zap you of your energy and any feeling that you have. Well, let's get back to our story Let's get back to old Ebenezer. The ghost of Christmas past shows Ebenezer his ups and downs of the holiday season. And up, his sister Fan comes to boarding school to take him home for the holidays. It's an exciting time. The downer is why he's there in the first place. You see, his father casts Ebenezer aside because he blames him for the mother's death. She died giving birth to Ebenezer. Another up, he's reminded that money isn't everything by seeing himself dancing at a party thrown by his old boss, Fezziwig. And then another up, he sees his soulmate, Belle, accepting his proposal of marriage, despite him not having very much money at all at that point. The sequence of the Ghost of Christmas Past then ends with a couple of downers. First, and maybe most significantly, he sees his beloved sister die in childbirth, prompting Ebenezer to do to his nephew Fred exactly what old Scrooge's father had done to him, blaming an innocent infant for something that they obviously had no say over. And then the final downer, his ambition and the greed that he started to exhibit I think pretty much after the death of his sister. Well, it turned him into a bitter person. In fact, his ambition and greed cost him the love of his life when Belle tells him that he's no longer the man she thought him to be. She breaks off the engagement. Seeing those ups and downs, well, they were painful for Ebenezer. But thanks to those scenes from the past, he actually starts to see what he once was. He sees that once upon a time he wasn't filled with angst and anger, but instead he had a sense of peace. The kind of peace that comes when a person knows exactly who they are, where they came from, who they want to be. By looking at his past, Ebenezer starts to see that he wasn't always a lonely miser. He once had purpose, a purpose beyond himself. He had peace. Now, Jesus tells us a little bit about that sense of peace and about purpose in Luke chapter 4, verses 18 through 19. The Spirit 
of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Now let's dissect that passage a moment through the lens of Advent. Good news to the poor. That's hope, like we talked about in the last episode. Release to the captives. That's the redemption open to all of us through Jesus. Release from the captivity of our sin. Let the oppressed free. That's freedom. That's peace. Peace of mind, of body, of spirit. Now, if you're poor, if you're held captive, if you're blind, or if you're oppressed, you're forced to confront those things every day. They are your life. You can't escape from them. Those of us who have never faced those circumstances, we can say that we think we understand how people feel about them, but I don't think we can possibly understand how that really feels unless we're in that circumstance. Well, Scrooge doesn't have a choice either. He's forced to confront his troubled past, probably for the first time. In the movies at this point in the story, you can often see that he's actually starting to make progress. You can see the change in his body language. He starts to maybe reflect a little bit more. Just imagine if Marley or the ghost of Christmas past had told Ebenezer about Jesus Christ. How much better off would he have been at that point? You see, Jesus already knows our past, and he wants us anyway. Even when we're not quite perfect, like that old nutcracker, or far from perfect, like old Scrooge. You see, Jesus called his disciples knowing they were imperfect, just like he calls all of us. Let's see for ourselves from Matthew chapter 4, verses 18 through 23. As Jesus walked along the Galilee Sea, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, throwing fishing nets into the sea because they were fishermen. Come follow me, he said, and I'll show you how to fish for people. Right away they left their nets and followed him. Continuing on, Jesus saw another set of brothers, James the son of Zebedee and his brother John. They were in a boat with Zebedee, their father, repairing their nets. Jesus called them, and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Jesus traveled throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues. He announced the good news of the kingdom and healed every disease and sickness among the people. Fishermen. called fishermen. Jesus didn't call the scholars or the religious elite. He didn't call the rich. He didn't call the expected people, the ones who were used to being in front of everything in society. Jesus called the imperfect. The imperfect like you, the imperfect like me, and yeah, like old Ebenezer. See, Jesus knew these men had faults. But he knew they could relate to the people Jesus would encounter in his ministry on earth. So Jesus chose the imperfect and worked to redeem them, 
to transform them into the apostles that we still celebrate 2,100 years later. See, that group, just like us, they had to be shown a few things. They had to be shown that there's hope. They had to be shown that they could know peace. They had to learn what it meant to truly love people. And they had to learn what it means to discover joy, just like we explore during Advent. Those men who were called by Jesus, they had to give up how things were. They had to surrender their pain, the struggles that they had. They had to give it all up to follow Jesus. really know why, but for some reason in this story, at this point, when the ghost of Christmas passed is showing Ebenezer all the things that he used to do and the things he encountered, well, Ebenezer, through it all, he decides he's going to hang on to his pain, even though it causes him to miss out on the joys of life. I suppose at this stage in the story, there's still not full peace of mind for Ebenezer. He's starting to understand, but not quite. You see, he's allowed the fun and happiness of time with his beloved Belle and the time celebrating with Fezziwig to be overtaken by the shadows of dark times in his life. So I want to pause here to ask a question. Is there anything this Advent season that you're holding on to that's keeping you from moving forward with life? Anything that's keeping you from embracing the chance at redemption? I know looking back can be painful but it also can help us identify the obstacles that we have yet to overcome. In the story, Ebenezer is kind of choosing to be miserable by hanging on to his personal baggage, the lost opportunities, the anger, the sorrow, the things that shaped him and made him what he is today. A successful business person, to be sure, but someone without loved ones, without friends. Decisions that made him lonely in the world. Now, for us to grow in grace, we must offer up our past to Jesus and accept the work he's already done for us on our behalf by going to the cross. And I think it's important that we realize that our redemption comes from the cross. Yes, I know we talk about redemption a lot at Easter, but we have to keep in mind that it's just as important to talk about it now during this festive time of Advent leading up to Christmas. Because, you see, while redemption comes from the cross, that whole process starts in a manger. And it comes by understanding what Jesus accomplished from the manger to the cross. A sense of peace that can wash over all of us who are willing to embrace it. In the story, Scrooge looks back and I think, at least at times, starts to recall what he once was. And I have to think he wonders, what could have been? How could his life be different if he had chosen love of a woman and family over love of money and his business reputation? I totally understand our past does shape us. But we have to realize that it doesn't have to continue to define who we are. Ebenezer is getting some help to notice that point. And the next ghost will show him what it means to love in the here and now. In our next episode, Ebenezer and all of us will hear from the ghost of Christmas present.
Layman's Terms is a podcast sponsored by the Great Plains Conference of the United Methodist Church and by me, your host, Todd Seifert. If you liked what you heard in this episode, please go rate us and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you're listening. It helps other people find us. And please, if you feel so inclined, share us on Facebook or other social media. Our music comes via a licensed subscription with FirstCom Music. You can find archived podcasts on my website, toddseifert.com, or via a link on the conference website, greatplainsumc.org slash podcasts. Feel free to email me any questions or suggestions to tseifert at greatplainsumc.org, and I'll do my best to respond as quickly as possible. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, please do what you can to help make more disciples of Jesus Christ. You can play a small part in helping change a life.